I have been studying today's topic for over a year, not because it takes that long to read or to learn about, but because it's a lifelong quest. But I'm happy to say that I'm at least on the road now. I firmly believe that the journey is more important than the destination in most things. And I found it especially true with today's topic. Do I wish I would have started my journey sooner? Definitely. But at least I'm finally on my way. I'd like to talk to you today about self-compassion and how it has changed so much about the way I handle the burdens that never seem to stop coming my way. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. A few years ago, I felt really drawn to learn more about self-compassion. I had heard that Kristen Neff was one of the top researchers and teachers on this topic, so I got a few of her books about this with the intention to read through them pretty quickly. Now, as with most things, it took longer than I thought. Not the actual reading, but the subject totally took me by surprise. There was so much more to it than I had anticipated. I found that I wasn't just learning through reading the materials. I had to stop and process what I was reading. Like I was doing my own research project. I started noticing where I could give myself more self-compassion. I questioned the way I had been thinking and I tried to understand myself better. It may have taken longer than I thought, but I have done more than learn. I feel like I have gotten my feet wet only wanting to dive in deeper. Today, I wanted to share with you the basic premise of what self-compassion is, and then over the next few weeks, go into more depth with a few of the things I found most interesting and what I thought may help you the most. I hope you enjoy this series on the podcast. The first big aha I had was that there was more to self-compassion than just being kind to myself. That's the first part of it, but there was so much more. There are three components of self-compassion. They are, number one, self-kindness, which is being gentle and understanding with yourself rather than critical and judgmental. Number two is common humanity. I learned that is feeling connected with others in our experiences of life rather than feeling separated in the hard things we go through. And number three, it requires mindfulness. We must be aware of our experiences, maintaining balance and not ignoring or exaggerating what we are experiencing. Let's talk about each of these three doorways to self-compassion, which is what Kristen Neff calls them. The first one is self-kindness. There is more self-kindness than just stopping judging ourselves. It begins by being actively comforting to yourself, treating yourself just like you would a friend that you love dearly. 
Now, I've been teaching this in Camp Connection before I even found out that it was a thing. It really does change everything when you are kinder with yourself. When something is hard, stop and give yourself warmth, gentleness, and sympathy for what you're going through. When I started doing this and stopped waiting for someone else to give me the sympathy I was wanting, it changed me. It changed my expectations of what I thought I could only get from other people. Turns out I'm a pretty good friend after all. I'm a good friend to myself. That's when I started experiencing true healing. It's actually easier than you think to be kinder to yourself. It's not like you comfort yourself out loud and open yourself up to others thinking that you're strange. It's just something you do inwardly. Did you realize that we have the capacity to both give and receive love? Of course you do. But did you know you can give both give and receive love to yourself? Think about that one. It's amazing. We don't have to rely on others to give it to us. It's nice, but we don't have to rely on it. When we consistently give ourselves love and understanding, we begin to feel worthy of love and accepting. Do you see how that works? It's always available when you're the one giving it to yourself. And this doesn't become a selfish thing. When you feel loved, you're more likely to give love. I recently heard someone talk about the common phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Have you heard that one? Well, I heard it said differently. He taught that loved people love people. So this really cemented in what I've been feeling for a while now. When I love myself, I truly can love other people better. But how do you start being kinder to yourself when you've been in this pattern of being mean to yourself for so long? So I have a top suggestion for that. And it's really simple. You just start paying attention. You just begin listening to how you're talking to yourself. When you make a mistake, what pops into your mind? Start listening. And I think you might be just a little bit horrified at what you hear. How do you change it? Believe it or not, I'm not the only one who answered this question with journaling. Start writing out your thoughts so you can see them right in front of you. When you see them, they are easier to identify. Don't censor what comes to your mind. Say the main, say the mean thing about yourself. Write it down and see what happens. In my experience, after I've gotten out all the venom, the kinder, more compassionate part of myself that shows up for others began to show up in my journal for myself. She begins to bring my thoughts to a kinder place and I'm able to see a different way to talk to myself. Please, please try this if you haven't and don't expect to become an expert at it at your first try. It takes time. It took the time for me too. Show up every day for a few weeks before you say it doesn't work. You deserve to give it a good shot. Okay, let's talk about the second component of self-compassion, which is our common humanity. Now, this one took me by surprise when I first read it. 
But as I learned more, it made total sense. Self-acceptance and self-love are important, but they are not complete by themselves. They leave out an essential part of living here on this planet. We're surrounded by other people. Compassion literally means to suffer with. Having self-compassion honors the fact that feelings of inadequacy and disappointment are shared by all of us. This is what makes self-compassion different than self-pity, which we're going to talk about more on a later episode. This can offer us comfort because we're all human and we're not alone. But we don't tend to focus on what we have in common with others, but we focus on what is different. That's when we feel isolated and disconnected. So here's where I really perked up. When we learn about common humanity and that we're all more alike than different, we feel more connected. Connection, my friends. My study of self-compassion was bringing in connection, which is, as you know, my favorite subject. When we are in touch with our common humanity, we remember that everyone suffers. And that is a form of comfort because everyone around us is human. If we can remind ourselves in a moment of falling down that failure is part of the shared human experience, then instead of feeling isolated, we can feel connection. Now, it still hurts to fail, but it doesn't become worse by adding separation and anxiety to it. Here's a little thing you can try the next time you find yourself judging yourself harshly. Try to remember to bring in common humanity instead of separating yourself. When you feel a negative feeling come up about yourself and you hear yourself saying something like, that was so stupid of me to say that. How could you be so thoughtless? Try following up with a thought like, and it won't be the last time because I'm human. Lots of us humans speak before we think. And I'm going to try to do better next time. See what I mean? Instead of sticking with the feeling of being the only stupid person on the planet that says insensitive things, remember that all of us do it sometimes. And we're still doing a great job. And so are you. All right, let's talk about the third part of self-compassion. And that's mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is simply seeing what is happening right now and accepting it without judgment. To give ourselves compassion, we have to first recognize that we are suffering. There's a critical difference to focusing on failure itself rather than on the pain that's caused by the failure. Because we have been conditioned to run from pain, it's a switch to try and learn to pay attention to it. But how do we show compassion for the pain of our experience if we don't allow ourselves to acknowledge it. That's why it's so important to learn not only how to acknowledge our feelings, but to do it without exaggerating it, you know, making it bigger and harder than it really is. Observing what is going on right here, right now, there's only one of those. When we think about the future or the past, they are only thoughts. You're not experiencing it anymore or you're not experiencing it, you haven't experienced it yet. 
See the difference with being mindful of what you're feeling just right now? You can deal with that. It's much smaller than adding in the past and the future. It allows you to see things with more clarity. It helps you to deal with things more calmly. Remember that the next time you feel overburdened, what is happening right here, right now. It helps us to see that we don't have to believe every thought or emotion as real or true. We get to decide what is true right now. We can respond instead of reacting. We suffer more when we compare our reality to what we might want to have happen when we desire for things to be different than they are. The more we resist, the more we actually suffer. So one of the most empowering things about becoming more mindful is that you can shape your future more because you are more clear as you make your choices. So how do we become more mindful when we do so many things on autopilot? We do things so often without even thinking about it. Well, why not choose an activity every day where you'll be more mindful so you can practice? Here's two ideas. Number one, when you're brushing your teeth, don't let your mind drift to other things. Just pay attention to brushing until you're done. Sounds simple, but really try it. You'll see how much your brain starts moving around and tries to go to other things. Okay, my second suggestion of a time you can practice this is when you walk from your car to the grocery store. We all have to do that, right? What are your feet doing? Pay attention to that. What does the air feel like on your face? And how many steps does it take to get there? Choose one of those things and try that. Now, it's not easy to do because our minds are wired to look for problems to solve. So you're trying to help it to slow down and to relax by being mindful for short bursts of time and start seeing what happens. As you can see, there's so much to learn when it comes to self-compassion, and I can't wait to dive in deeper with you. I'm grateful, really grateful for the research and focus Dr. Kristen Neff has done with this topic. It has opened up a whole new world for me. I'm learning to be more self-compassionate with myself all the time with lots of need for improvement. But if I keep trying and remembering as I go along that I can give myself kindness in every situation, I can remember that pain and hard times are part of the shared human experience. I'm not going through this alone. And I can pay attention to my thoughts and emotions right as they are here and now. That is the lifelong practice of self-compassion. You in? I hope so, because I truly believe it is a worthwhile pursuit. It is worth our time and effort. If this episode inspired you at all to make some simple changes in your life, I'd like to invite you to share it with a friend. You can make this part of that shared human experience I'm talking about, that you are making a part of your life. You can learn about self-compassion together and support each other. Thanks for being with me here today. And remember, I see you. I understand how hard you're trying. And I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you back here again next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. 
Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day and I'll talk with you again next week.